2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW void. we prohibited by law. See terms
2: and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Playing Out from the Back podcast. I'm your host, Sam Morgan. On a weekly basis, I'll be joined by my fellow host, Aaron Poe. We'll be discussing the latest news around the popular world. Zero filter. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on the usual social media platforms. Like Thanks for tuning in. All right, boys, this is it. We're back for yes another episode. One shy of the fifty, the big five zero. Um so let's make sure we uh, lean into a, a good episode right now, and I'm sure we've got some juicy topics to, to go over. Um but before we go into that, how are you boys getting on?
0: All good, mate. All good, yeah. Yeah, I'm all good, mate. All good. Plenty to say today, I think. Yeah, lots I think you to said say
2: that on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, plenty to
0: say. Mate, plenty to say.
2: <laughs> obviously, we'll begin over uh, the situation at Tottenham with uh, Nuno, obviously, being. Being shown the door, um, he was the uh, the weakest link in the El Sacchio from the weekend. Um, we'll be is he the first Patrick manager to go?
0: Palace, is he the
2: first
0: manager
2: to go? Is that the first? Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. no, 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 Steve who did we miss? Come on, Bruce, Bruce. yeah, flipping oh, hell, Brucey, second, yeah, poor, yeah. poor, poor, poor Bruce. Brucey, poor Brucey. Um, yeah, no, he 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 was the first to go, so we'll be the. Discussing that, as I said, Patrick Vieira um, and, and Palace. We're going to we'll be talking about uh, Aaron Ramsdale, and obviously, I think we'll be going into a few discussions with that where people were writing him off at the, be- at the beginning. Um, but yeah, let's let's kick off with uh, the local boys with Patrick Vieira and, and Palace. Um, obviously, seen a resurgence a resurgence of, of Palace in their attacking ways, uh, rather than the sort of historic. Way of playing football, should we say? Because I don't want to disrespect uh, old boy, as it was um, with, with the way he played. But um, I think Zaha, even um, in his interview, was, was sort of quoted as saying they're able to uh, keep the ball from the back and play all the way through um, the, the, the pitch, whilst obviously having a bit of freedom um, with their attacking style of play. So, uh, Aaron, I go to you, mate. What you what you seeing from Vieira? You quite impressed, and do, do you think this will be a a good stepping stone for Vieira in his career?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been impressed. Uh, watched quite a few of their games actually, and I think it's helped that he's come in, and a lot of people had written him off before he even managed one game in a Premier League for Palace. And once that happens, and you you turn those doubters into. Uh, into the opposite of what they're thinking then then it's uh, all positive from there and i think he he's he's done that straight away uh they could have easily gone the other direction after losing their first game uh to Chelsea in the league but then after that they've had such a tough run of the first first 10 games they've played all the all the big boys uh and then obviously on the back of a great win at the weekend at man city uh he's got them playing good football, attacking football, completely different to, to Roy. And uh and like you just alluded to, playing out from the back, uh two good centre halves that can do that, uh, and defend at the same time. Uh Gallagher running things in midfield. Uh, and they got good youngsters coming through. So it's all positive so far. Uh it will be interesting to see how, how they get on against the uh the smaller team, so to speak, you know they've got. I think they've got Burnley coming up, and you know they're home to Wolves and Villa uh, and Southampton uh, over the next couple of games. Because uh, Palace always seem to be that team that can pick out good results against the bigger teams and then struggle against the the lesser team. So it'd be interesting to see how Vieira uh, manages those few games. But so far, so good for him. Good stepping stone. <laughs>
2: Just before I go to, to Mo, because uh, I know how uh, vocal you were um, about, you are very much an Arteta man. Um mm. Based on how everything's now, would you rather have Arteta or Vieira in charge at Arsenal?
1: <laughs> that's an a unfair question. But, uh, what,
2: what was that, what's that unfair? I mean, that uh, is, that is, is very be unfair. Arteta for a
1: because while. Cause was, Arteta started his career at his managerial career pretty uh pretty similar to Venice had a good run uh to start so and then it went downhill for a bit and being a bit inconsistent but coming into a good form at the moment. So it's tough it's tough to say until uh Pierre gets a good season out of Palace. Uh, ask, ask me that at the end of the season and I'll uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a proper
2: answer. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Mo get in there. <laughs>
0: um, I, I've I've resorted to not even talking about Arteta anymore. I just don't discuss it. <laughs> Everyone knows my views, so I just don't discuss it. Let's just see how it turns out. Um, but Vieira, I mean, for Vieira, the the big thing for for him is that he had such a job in terms of um, a rebuild and the amount of players that he needed to bring in that it it looked in it looked like like an impossible job in some ways. But the good the good thing he's done is. Although they play a different brand of football, all the things that Palace are known for—you know, solid defending, lots of work—he's kept them principles. So not only are they, you know, playing through the lines now, but they've still got that basis of a of a never say die attitude and a, and a um, a solid defense base base to work off. Um, so I think I think that's a a major plus for, for Vieira in, in comparison to someone like De Boer who just tried to change them from a mm. defensive unit to total football. I think uh, Vieira's done it in a a more smart and pragmatic way and he's getting the best out of the players that he's got mm. um, and I think that's a big thing. I mean, Conor Gallagher is probably, he's probably in the top, you know, the top midfielders in the Premier League this season with his performances. It's not just been in the last one or two games has pretty much been since the season started that his name comes up that his name comes up as you know one of the top performers um, in a Palace in a Palace game um, when 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 Palace appointed Vieira um, I got a lot of Palace fans at my work and they were sceptical but what I did what I always thought was that it was important for Palace to get a name as in uh, a manager that will be able to attract players to the club and also keep players at the club. And I think because Patrick Vieira is such a playing legend, um, he can get the, the Conor Gallaghers and the, and the, and the Wolf Zaha's, keep Wolf Zaha happy, and he can get a player like Conor Gallagher who maybe looked up to him as a, as a youngster to come to the club. And I think that's going to be important for Palace going forward in terms of um, recruitment. So, yeah, I think all round... Um, Vieira's doing a, a really good job and I think I think he will have a good season this season I think Palace will finish in the top half so it's all looking rosy at the moment but yeah, as, as Aaron said um, the big thing for them is how they do against the clubs around them because if they're getting good results at you know at the Emirates and uh, at the City of Manchester Stadium it's all good and well but if you're, if you're then losing at home to Burnley and you're leads and your teams around you then it it's, it's really no good so um, so yeah'd be interested to see how they run up to Christmas that'll be big for them
2: do you think they they back him in January based on the form
0: um, I think I think it will be more if they need players I think I, I don't think they're gonna go out and spend 50 60 million in January but I think if they need a centre back, I think that they would back him. So if you know if he lost a centre back for the rest of the season, I feel like they would back him. But when you look at their team as it is, I can't see them just heavily investing in it now because what would it be for? They're not they're not really going to push on to to the European places you wouldn't think. So it would sort of be like. I don't think that they'd go in January and start, you know, splashing the catch. Maybe next summer, I think he'll get one or two players that he actually wants because they'll trust him by then. Um, but I don't think in January they, they they reinforce really, unless he really needs it.
2: Yeah. No, fair. no, that's fair. fair. And they got Eze coming
1: yeah. back from injury as well. Yeah. Yeah,
2: true. True. It's just sometimes we, you know, we strike one the iron. You've got a bit of foot like a bit of form, and people are obviously interested, but mm. um there's still a long way to go, right? Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see let's see. And this is where it does start to um you know, things do separate the the, the table starts to not look so close. Um, you know, and this it's run a game sort of November, December. We've seen it, we've seen it happen and um I think, um, leading into the next bit, is, is probably why another reason why uh, Nuno w- was was sacked by Tottenham. There's a lot of games, obviously, to come up now. And anyone that does come in, this is a chance for them to not fall off completely. Because they haven't fallen off the cliff completely where they're nowhere near um, their, their probably aspirations of making the top four right now. Um, you know, we saw the turnaround. With Arsenal um, having sort of been bottom of the league after the first three, obviously Tottenham were top, top um, but we can see how quickly it can change if you do do go on a run. Now, um, Mo, I'm going to obviously come to you to start off with this one, but was it right for Nuno to go? Was it too soon? I know you're. I know you back managers. I know you do. But in this in this case, was it? Do you do you feel it's the right decision?
0: Um, it, it it Let's let's say this. He got ten games too many for Spurs. Because I don't <laughs> think I don't think they should yeah. have appointed him anyway. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. obviously I'm a I'm a guy that says our oh, managers should get time. Like don't get on his back. Give him a chance. He there is nothing he could have done this season. That would have made him in a comfortable position at Spurs. If he, even if maybe if he had finished in the top four or maybe won a trophy, they might have looked at it. But I, I just think that the, he was always, he was always going to get sacked.
2: Sorry to interrupt, Mo, but as everyone listening to this will know, whilst we're recording, Wolves are playing Everton, and <laughs> the, the, the goal that Finish. has been scored.
0: Oh, the yeah,
2: it's a great finish, but Everton are poor. I think in a couple of weeks we'll be talking about someone else losing their <laughs>
0: job. But anyway, <laughs> <a great laughs> Nuno will get the job there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But um, yeah, I just think I just think for him, um, the the Spurs. It was just never going to go right for him. They didn't want him in the first place. The fans didn't want him. And the minute that it started going bad, I said when they appointed him, he's a manager where they they can easily sack him. It's it's, it's, it's it's difficult. It would have been difficult for them to, if they got Conte in, say, for 10 games and they were looking to sack him now, there'd be pr- pr- major issues. And I just think that it was getting close to the season. There was no one else available. So they picked a manager who would be easy to sack, easy to let go and easy that would go away quietly. And that's exactly what's happened to Nuno. He, he hasn't been able to get the... He hasn't been able to get the fans on side. He hasn't been able to get the players on side. And when you look at it from an outside perspective, this was always what was going to happen. Like, there was no other, there was going to be no other way that this story turned out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think he had enough time because I think 10 games is not enough time. But I think that it was already over before it started with Nuno. Aaron, what are you saying? Yeah, I think uh
1: this whole debacle just shows how bad uh Daniel Levy runs his football club. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, we can go back to where Mourinho was was sacked, I mean, the same week as their, their cup final and they ended up putting Ryan Mason in charge of a cup final. <laughs> uh it just shows how terrible he he runs his team, uh his his club and I, I, like I said last week on last week's episode. I thought it, it's it's been unfair on on Nuno, uh, the Kane situation. Uh, like Mojo said, he the fans, you know, they, they, they didn't really want him in charge. Uh, he, the club was was about sixth or seventh choice to be in charge from the summer, so it was it was a uh, it was over before it began, and I felt I felt sorry for him. But then I watched a United game at the weekend, and you could just tell after that and during that, that he was going to get sacked this week. The fans were booing him for substitution. Subs, yeah. The players just looked lost. Kane did look like he was bothered. Son didn't even look like he was bothered. It was just, everything was just going wrong for him. In the manner of the defeat as well against, uh, at home against a United team who were going through something a bit similar, uh, just shows that, yeah, they... They needed to get rid of him, unfortunately. I would have liked him to get another couple of months in charge to try and turn it around. Maybe, like I said last week, give him January, get some more players in. But when when there's Conte uh, floating around and looking like they're going to get him, then they can't wait another few weeks in case he goes somewhere else. So... In that in that respect it's it's the right decision. But like Mo said, it's uh it should have been done in the summer. They should have got someone proper in the summer that like Conte and let him have the full full season. But going on to Conte, uh if he does get the job, which it looks like he is, uh it's gonna be an interesting eighteen months for them.
2: I gotta say, boys. How Tottenham fans aren't jumping up and down. We've seen Man United fans go crazy at their owners. We've seen Newcastle go crazy at Mike Ashley. What? What are the Spurs fans' expectations of Daniel Levy? Because uh, for me, he's got to go. He's the no. one that's got to go. He, did this Poch? Did they back Poch when they could have packed, uh, backed him? No. Did they, you know, did they give him what he needed? No. Do we see a quick? Do we when he sees a quick buck, he'll take it. He's kept Harry Kane there, who's now, I mean, Jesus Christ, he he Mm -hmm. looks horrendous. Um, You think they got Canute up top (laughs) or something? Freddie Canute. Oh, Freddie. So disrespect to Freddie. Yeah. A few goals, Um, but. I, I, I tweeted earlier, and as much as it was a bit of a bit of banter, um, it's exactly that. He, he's done things on a bit of cheap. He's done it on yeah. the cheap. He he could have got Conte in at the start. Conte wanted big bucks himself, but he also wanted the funds to go because he he knew what the squad was like. He knew he was gonna. It, it, I think he was probably prepared for Harry Kane to go. You know, mm-hmm. as long as he had the money to to do it. But Levy said no probably he's gonna stay, etc. And it, it, you you've got 10 P to go and buy some players. Um hmm. don't it cheat it's costum. And who is it that looks like the bad guy? Nuno looks like the bad guy, right? Because he's yeah. not got the res- he's not got the results. If you look at the the wolf side that Nuno put together, they play the players he brought in were for his style. This sort of cat you know Fluid counter-attacking football, like soak it up and then go for it. That's not a. That's not how Tottenham really played, is it? And even if he was going to go and do that, he has to go and get the players that play that play that system. He hasn't got those players, so mm. I don't. I, you had to. You had to give him some time. If you're going to put him in, surely there must have been right. We're bringing him in as a like a project manager. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's coming in and we're going to get behind him. It might take a, a season or two. Um, but this is what it is. They've tried to go a cheap, like cheap quick fix. You know, let's say you're getting some building work done at your house. That's what it feels like. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, if I do this on the cheap, you go and do it, and then it ends up costing you twice as much because you've got to go and get someone to fix the problem you've had and then do uh, the work that you set out to do, and that's what they're about to do now because Conte's probably got them bent over a barrel. He's probably tickling Levy's butthole right now. With his, with his money, because <laughs> does it give me my money, give me my transfer funds, and he's probably got an extra year deal. So if he does sack him, he's getting paid still. You yeah. know, and that's 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 what's actually happening. I'm sorry, Tottenham fans, but you have got an absolute farce there because it's so it, the excuses of the the ground is rubbish. The NFL paid for a lot of it as well, and it's still still funding it it's not all it's not all on him he gets rented out for like concerts boxing events mm. more so than the emirates you know he, he he's getting his money but it's not being it's not going into the club so was the yes my i, I get it mo he wasn't the right person um, in the first place is he right to get sacked i don't think so no definitely not i think people need to be looking at people need to be looking at daniel or the manager and, and but, the players but and I the don't... players you've got, listen, regardless of the system you've still got Son and Harry Kane in it and they couldn't even register a shot in the, <laughs> in the yeah. last game and I think the game before that was six <laughs> before they um, registered a shot on target you know mm. the, it, the players have got to look at themselves a little bit you don't just overnight just become a bad side. Mm. so I, I, I think I think he's, he was set up to set
0: up to Fair. fail. Yeah. He was though. Well, I mean, you know, when you're the fifth, sixth, seventh choice manager, you're set up to fail. When you're the fifth choice manager and given a two-year contract on the last days before the season starts or two weeks before the season starts, you know that you are being set up to fail because I'm sure that there was players he asked for. I'm not sure that if he had his choice, he would have he would have taken Brian Hill or even Emerson Royale. Are they all Spurs players that Spurs obviously wanted to buy, regardless of, of the manager? If you see what I mean, yeah. I I just think that I just think that not none of it was designed for him. Nothing is designed for him. So it's gonna be so interesting to see what happens with Conte now because. The fact of the matter is they're going to have to go out in January and probably spend £100 million on two players. But in the summer, he's he's going to want Conte-specific 3-5-2 players. So when Conte leaves this club, what state are they going to be left in for the next manager? Because also, another Mm. thing as well, is the style of football that is apparently the Tottenham way yeah, that is not Conte's style of football as well. Conte, no. Like, like, like <laughs> let's be clear on that. There, we ain't gonna see no fast flowing, <laughs> like interchange third man. Like, like, it's not gonna be that sort of football. It's very pragmatic. I'm not saying it's not good. It is good. It, it you know, it wins games, but it's very pragmatic. It doesn't often include wingers. And I know that they've got Bergvain. I know that they've got Son. Well, Son could probably play through the middle. They've just bought that Hill. Um, he's got to somehow find a way to uh get and into that. Isn't Dombele's type of player? I'm looking at it and I'm thinking the 65 million pound record signing is not a Conte player, in my opinion. They've got Lucas Moura, plays a lot of games for them. Where are all these players going to play? Deli Ali, do you know what I mean? Uh, and, it's uh, not, do you know what? It's not
2: a player, mate. It's the, it's he does not deal with attitudes or big time people. <laughs> So what are you going to do with the like?
0: He's here. Um, you're talking, you're talking Harry Kane. If he's on the sulk, what well... <laughs> uh, uh, players, like, players like Harry Kane? I think he thrives on that, having a manager like Conte. I think this. I think bringing in a manager like Conte is probably the only thing that brings him back. Mm. If you see what I mean. But then when I I I just look at, I look at the team and. I've I had a look at the squad earlier and tried to like make a sort of 3 5 2 team. And there are players in there he can work with, but there are big players in that team who Conte, it, like based on his history and looking at Chelsea, looking at Inter Milan, there are just players in there that are not going to be his style of players. Now, now, Daniel Levy's invested heavily, heavily in some of these players. So, what is going to happen when Conte says, I don't want Undombele, um, I want I don't know, uh, just for instance, Barella from Inter. I I think he just signed a contract, but say he says that. So now Barella costs him 50 million and he's got Ndombele sitting on the bench that also costs 65 million. Do you see what I mean? And that's the problem that Levy's going to get himself into now because Conte is going to want his own players. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a turbulent eighteen months. I, I think he'll do well. I think he'll actually do all right. But like you like you say, Sam, when it comes to Daniel Levy and opening the checkbook, he could be a little bit reluctant at times. And then when it comes to get offloading some of these players, there might be a little bit of a loss. And we all know that he don't like losing money. So I could I could see it just being a turbulent eighteen months for them. Although the fans are are delighted that he's coming
2: i don't see conte taking charge of the 20 uh, 22 23 season he won't be he won't be in the hot seat at uh, was that beginning
0: next season next season or the season 22 20, next season <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's cost them it's going to cost them 30 million to get him in
2: <laughs> Honestly, I just no, no, not next season. What is it what are we, what are we? In? You mean the twenty-three, twenty-two? 20, 20, 20, so, 20, so you mean 20, the one 20, after? Sorry, twenty-three, twenty-four. 24. Okay, yeah, right, sorry, yeah, right, that's right, savage. Right, right. gosh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Levy's a nightmare, but yeah, not that much of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, no.
0: yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm yeah. with you on that. Um, I think, and I also think that's regardless of what he does, I think he could easily get them back into the Champions League next season. He's that good a manager with two or three. Uh, four more players But you know what When he lands in that Champions League The investment he's going to expect Is the, ne- the next yeah, level then next Isn't level. it yeah. At, Who's
2: getting Champions League Tottenham d- uh,
0: Antonio Conte is capable Of guiding Tottenham To the Champions League next season Not this season I, we're I, in I, But next I've season been. He's that good a manager I, I, just,
2: I just Again it's, it's not about Conte It's about Daniel Levy The problem that they're going to have The players he's going to want Let's be honest. The players that Conte's going to want, right? Are you telling me the other top, we'll call it the big six, aren't going to want and won't get them before Tottenham?
0: Because they don't,
2: they don't pay, they don't pay, they don't pay, they don't pay big the wages. Marley. Yeah. It, and it's these big caliber players. You know, they do as much as they like to uh, get get weighed in. They <laughs> they want to win stuff. And something
0: don't mm. there's no better so they don't win anything. Yeah, but Sam they're Sam bo- Sam oh. Sam Conte is a massive draw for some players. Like there are like this is the this is why they get these managers because there are some players that want to play for Conte. They are like and I think that's he's a big draw as a manager. And I think you, you say you know they don't pay this much and they're, the other top all, six, there there's Chelsea. a lot <laughs> there's, hmm. there's there's, a lot there's, Chelsea, a, the there's
2: fatties, a lot there's a lot there's
0: a lot there's a lot of players there's a lot of players to go around and I think if they can realistically get him over the next two windows four four or five players of his own type of players I think they have a good run at getting top four next season now because I think he's that good and I think he's um, he well his system's proven he won the Premier League with Chelsea after was it after his first season. Yeah, or was he, it in his first season?
1: He he picked them up midway through a season when they season. were like ninth nice. or tenth, I
0: think. Right, and then he won the league the next season. And yeah. it's same with Inter Milan. And uh, I mean, listen. So I
2: If Tottenham, it, so are you telling me that Conte is going to be knocking out who's who's not going to make the top four? If Tottenham are going to make the top four with Conte,
0: who misses out, mate? And uh. This anyone can miss out, man. Anyone, <laughs> any anyone. Liverpool,
2: it. Ain't, Liverpool, Liverpool, ain't dropping out. No. City, ain't dropping out. Oh, are you I'm talking not. about We're football this have...
0: season or next? No, season? no, no. Next season. Next, next season, season. Next, next season. season. They're, they're we, we, all we, season. we, all know how football. We all know how football works. You know, Tuchel can have a bad season. He gets sacked by um, a bad start to the season. He gets sacked by um, Abramovich. They got to bring a new manager in. Chelsea are in transition that's an opportunity for a team to steal in there. We know Oli uh, Solskjaer's on the ropes at the moment. Um, is he? And there's an is opportunity <laughs> And there's an opportunity there to get into the top four. Man City, there will be change at Man City eventually. In the next couple of seasons, Pep is going to leave and then the next manager, like I've been saying for a long time, isn't going to come in and be as dominant as Pep was. And there's, there's there will be change all over within the next couple of seasons. Klopp's been there how many years as well? There's got to be some change in that Liverpool team at some stage um, with some ageing players there. The front line maybe getting changed up a bit. There, there will be windows for an emergence of, a, of another team in that top four. Uh, maybe not this season, but in the next coming seasons. And I think that when you have Conte as your manager, if he manages to keep Kane and Son and Darius front two firing, You've got the but they've got they've got they've got they've got a, they've got a bit there where you could say, right, if he's looking to go in there 3 5 2, he's got Romero, he's got Dyer, um, you know, he's got he's got decent wing backs that he could put in there in a three five two 5 um, 2. and you got to remember when he was at um Chelsea, he brought some players back from the absolute cold, mm-hmm. like you know, Victor Moses ended up being a world beater, Alonso ended up being a, like a world-beater, you know what I mean? So he's got that side of him as well, where he can bring someone out of, you know, it might, it might be Deli Alli, Alli, what do we know? Yeah. What do we know? It might be Deli Alley that he brings out of the cold and and gets him gets him playing again. But he's, he's got that about him. So as much as I think he's going to go to Spurs and raise hell and it's going to be a good watch from the outside to see how um, him and Levy stand off, uh, you know, go at this... Uh, with with Paratici in the middle holding them apart, but it's like if they do manage to deliver him some players, and he arrives um, at the start of next season with four or five of his own players, and he keeps Kane and he keeps on, you're looking at it and you're saying that's an all right team, and with his with his history of what he's done at clubs, you can see them getting into the top four.
1: Do you think he he can talk Kane into staying? <sighs> Um, I think that'll be his biggest
0: job, to be honest. If Kane leaves, if Kane leaves, and they spend all of Kane's money on Conte, like it's it's, it's this is such a difficult puzzle in my eyes because I think my last week i was saying sell cane get someone in like uh like graham i was gonna say harry potter like graham potter <laughs> get someone in like graham potter give him give him that war chest and get graham that's it get graham po- get, graham, gonna po- po- gonna get, <laughs> get graham potter type get graham potter type players and go from there um but then if you get conte and it's a different type of player but then when you think about it as well uh, the final thing I'll say on this is if the if the go the forward plan is see how Conte gets on and then look at uh, Graham Potter, I think that Graham Potter plays a similar formation, so it might work if that's the long term hmm. vision. See how Potter gets on, Conte will see us through this period, and then the the the, the long term vision is Potter. I don't know, I don't know. That seems mad because Conte is like a top manager, but I just really don't know what Spurs are doing at the moment. Harry Potter Uh, (laughs) Harry
2: Potter that's killed me I I I I nearly said it again as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be interesting over there man
2: Uh, yeah listen uh, uh, there is a lot there's a lot to go on there that is a definitely a a bigger project and um, one project that did have its doubts um, we've heard a few doubters uh, on on this show, and obviously on on other sort of pods, and obviously social media, was um, Ramsdale and Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal obviously gone on some uh, a tremendous run um, since the the absolute fight the, the five nil drubbing um, from City, but big partly well, big part of that has been down to the the form of Aaron Ramsdale. Now, Aaron, let's come back to you, mate. What <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on Ramsdale? because um, the reason I'd like to come to you because you are being a big advocate of Mr. Martinez. Yeah. Uh, so and he this guy just keeps talking about Arsenal, no matter what. He always um,
1: does now, doesn't
2: he? He always does. He always just keeps talking about Arsenal. Um there was a lot of fans and this isn't finger pointing at all, Aaron, but you. Um <laughs> that were, like why did we sell Martinez? <laughs> We've got him Ramsdale. This guy's been relegated. You know, oh, that... just you said it's other people. I, I wasn't. I wasn't against Ramsdale.
1: No. I don't think I've ever been against but, Ramsdale. I I, I question you were
2: for Martinez. Yeah, were I questioned the decision of I'll give you
1: that. selling Martinez and not replacing him uh, at the time. Again, but...
2: not finger pointing, Aaron. You're just going <laughs> on the defensive. I no, because right I've, I've like actually
1: <laughs> I've actually liked Ramsdale from from when we signed him. I could see why we signed him and. I didn't I didn't expect him to, to come straight in the team either. Uh and not only that, not only perform the way he has uh his distribution. Uh I'm sure Mo will go more into it. Uh but his distribution is world class. Uh and not only that, he's he's leading the, the back line well. He's got a great personality, always talking, good communicator, everything that you want in a keeper. He has. Uh, and he's shown what he, he can do. Uh, the only thing what I want to see now, it's only been, what was it been? Seven, six, seven games? Uh, I just want to see how he reacts once he makes a, a mistake or has a bad game and how he mm-hmm. can come back from that. Uh, but he looks like he can handle any type of pressure at the moment. Uh, be, the fans behind the goal giving him grief, he, he smiles and takes it in and I think that spurs him on, spurs him on a little as well. Uh, but like I say, I'd like to see how he performs over the next couple of months. You know, make those seven or eight games into close to twenty games. And if he has a bad game or makes a bad mistake that leads to a goal, how he reacts? Because let's face it, the way he plays, the passing that he does, the distribution that he has, there will be a mistake somewhere along the line. That's just the the law of averages of, of football. But it'd be interesting to see how he responds to that. Uh, when it does happen, and hopefully it's not in a big game and not a crucial goal, but uh, very pleased with him. And to be honest, give Arteta credit where it's due. He's he's, he's turned the team around from a from a poor start, and it will be very interesting to see how we how we cope between now and Christmas, because we always seem to have a bad patch in uh, November, December. Maybe without the the European games. Uh, that can turn in our favour again we've got some big games coming up as well so so far so good this season I can't really uh, can't really complain Do you
2: you see him before I come to you Mo do you see him as the England number one right now? Uh,
1: He's he's close he's probably the closest that any keeper has been since uh, since Pickford uh, and since Southgate chose Pickford to be honest uh, there's been a lot of talk on uh the Burnley keeper uh and a couple of others over the last couple of years but i've always said Southgate is a big advocate on on distribution and uh they've never had that and that's what pickford was was picked for uh and Pickford always delivers for england i've never seen him not deliver for England especially in the big tournaments uh but he's close and like I said I think if he carries on the form I think there's an international break uh, next week next, next week isn't it yeah <clears throat> he might not he'll probably be in a squad obviously for that and he, he might get a game uh, but if he carries on the way he is then yes he's definitely going to be number one for England definitely
2: okay okay, Mo how are you seeing it how you seeing Aaron Ramsdale at the moment
0: Ramsdale's my guy <laughs> <laughs> my God! Ga- nah, listen the, the you know it's over it's a, it's over a, a a small sample size for arsenal but i mean um this is coming off the back of although relegated twice uh, still player of the the season at both clubs so a lot of premier league experiences and i'm sure you know over that period he's made mistakes i think a little bit we're talking about we talk about ramsdell and uh, you know, like the pundits talk about Ramsdale, like this is his first gig in the Premier League. Do you know, he, mm. he, he's he got a lot of Premier League games under his belt. And, you know, we saw with Martinez, with with next to no Premier League games under his belt, come in and look comfortable in a short period of time. And that was enough for people to say, oh, you know, he's a brilliant Premier League keeper. So I, I think the, the little doubts around... Ramsdale making a mistake and that sort of ending him. I think that I, I think he he would have been in the Premier League over these last couple of years and I think that he would have made his mistakes. And I'm not saying that it, Arsenal's a much bigger club and it will be on a much bigger scale, mm-hmm. but I think when you look at his character um, and the way he is, I, I just don't see that phasing him. I think he's at a club where he's being encouraged to play. So yeah. when you make a mistake, it makes it a little bit more easier to make the mistake because you're being asked to hit these balls through the middle of the, through the middle of the pitch and on the floor. So it makes it a bit easier on you, you know, um, his distribution, even I've got to say, I, I wasn't aware I've, I've been on Twitter and I've seen some of these, um, some of his distribution for uh, Bournemouth and for Sheffield United, which was, which was similar, but he was, he was being asked to deliver a different ball, uh, a more of a, here up to your front man type ball rather than you know what he's being asked to do at Arsenal. But what he's shown is a level probably definitely in the premise close to I've seen, as close as I've seen to Edison. I don't see I don't see any other keeper with distribution like that in the Premier League. And I'm, i I was actually shocked. Every every game when I'm seeing these passes, I'm I'm more and more shocked. And I'm for me. If you're if you're saying is it him or Pickford, at the moment you have to say him because he's obviously in form for uh, for Arsenal and Pickford's not in a in a great deal of form. But as Aaron says, when it comes to the big tournaments and comes to the big moments, Pickford's dug England out more than once. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting over the next eighteen months, especially if Arsenal push on. Um, and Everton, you know, and Everton are just Everton. It will be very interesting to see how he goes into the next World Cup because it's a big decision to make this close to a World Cup to change your keeper. It's not normally uh it's not normally a decision that's made in this sort of period. It's only 18 months till the next World Cup. So um so it'd be int- less than 18 months actually, it's about 15 months a year. Months. Now, year yeah, now. pretty much a year. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's quite close to a, to a major tournament to change your goalkeeper. But obviously, if he continues this form, especially up, up to the end of this season and starts next season, well, it's a big, big question mark for um for Gareth Southgate to answer on that one. Um but yeah, I mean I've been impressed with him, probably most impressive, and when all of Arsenal's signings this this mm. summer, to be fair. The signings, yeah. the signings the signings have done well to be fair. The back mm. the back four,
1: uh back five including the keeper, they've got this good bond, which is good to see. Because over the years we've seen the the centre backs chopping change and the full-backs fullbacks chopping change. There's never like a set set back four like they were at the other bigger clubs. So it's nice to see that we've got that set back four, and then we've got Tavares to come in uh, mm. and does the, like you know
0: it's pretty similar to what Tierney mm. does, and it, it is good to see. But but what what worries me about our uh, Arsenal's back four is how specialist the players are. Like yeah. I think Ben White's very specialist. So if we lose him and it's Rob Holden in there,
1: it takes yeah. so
0: much from our game. Um, and if we lose like a Tomiyasu and you've got Cedric there, it, it takes so much away mm-hmm. from our game, which is a worry. So it, it's always like, it's almost like we have to, this 11 that we have out, you know, Tavares is, is, is very similar in many ways to Tierney, but the rest of the back line... Yeah. Is a worry if if uh, if any of them are out. But
1: lucky we haven't got no inter, uh, European in, football. No European, yeah. yeah.
0: So so, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so far so good for Ramsdale. Long may it continue. Mm.
2: Do you? Whilst uh, whilst we're on the subject of Arsenal, bring it up. Um, you get to bring in one player each. Aaron, who do you bring in in the winter transfer window?
0: Is it Uh, realistic or anyone?
2: (laughs) No, realistic. Realistic, Realistic,
0: yeah.
2: man. Uh, I have to do this to you, mate. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. So, go on.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm just thinking what position that we we need the most. Uh, hmm. In my head, I'm thinking a centre-mid, but I just can't think of... Of someone to occupy, uh, to to help party out. Uh, go to Moses. Go to Moses. Go to Moses. I need to I need to have a little I've seat. got one. This is just. This is just.
0: This is this is the the, the type of player we need. Is like a um, uh, like Ruben Neves. Uh, yeah. So if, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. if we was if like obviously I know the Wolves games on and stuff, but like that's the sort of player that we need. Um, Can get across the pitch in the middle of the in the middle of the park, Um, and we 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 need uh, we need better passes of the ball. And I know that sounds mad, but like Xhaka, yeah, is one of our better passes of the ball. And then after that, you go to like Ben White. We need like um, a more technical midfielder. Sometimes Party does it, but he's a bit loose with it. And I just think that. When we get when we get the balls into when we're getting the balls into like uh, your Bamiyangs and your Sackers and your and your Mill Smith Rose when I see Manchester City do it and when I see Liverpool do it it's just a little bit more crisper and I think where we where we've got Sambi Sambi's done well and he's very young and he will get better um, but I just think in that middle of the pitch we just need a, a, a bit more of a a technical player and a and a bit more legs in there. Um, um and that's what I'd add in January. Even a Basuma type um plays it very simple but passes very crisp and he gets around the middle of the around the middle of the pit. So I'd probably go with probably like a Basuma or a Neves, that type player.
1: Yeah. Uh mine mine's similar. Uh, uh Telemons, mm. Leicester. Uh all similar centre midfielders. Uh and I was looking at Declan Rice and and I think to be honest he's probably one of the best players so far this season mm. but I, I got a feeling Rice has obviously got a bigger move planned uh, than Arsenal maybe next year <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's, Te- yeah. Te- that's Te- why Te- I asked Te- if it
0: was realistic you
2: know what to i could us, i yeah. could see him i could see rice at man city and they start doing this whole um, uk contingent
0: Mm, good shout. That is a good shout, to be fair. he's Declan Rice, yeah, is literally getting better every single game he plays. Like, okay. I've watched a lot of West Ham, um, and I've obviously watched everything of England through the summer, but literally every single game I watch, yeah, he gets better. Like, whether it's he's passing... He's intercepting. He's running with the ball. He's, come out, he's like is literally game by game getting better. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's no way West Ham are going to keep hold of him. No chance. If Manchester I United, saw
2: sorry, I was going to say no. I saw a stat about Declan Rice in this entire season so far. He's only been dispossessed once.
0: <laughs> Madness. Makes sense though. Makes sense when you once. watch him play. He, he, his distribution, He when to pass it, when to run with it, just got, it's like, he, I don't know who's coaching him or what, or who's watching or what he's doing, but it's, the improvements are so vast that like, mm. there's no way Manchester United can be sitting there and not thinking that is the guy we need. Even like a Chelsea, like Chelsea, all of them top four, even Liverpool, all of them top four yeah. teams should be looking at him and thinking, listen, we need to get him before, you know, before the other does. Because if it's 80 million, 100 million, which is probably what it's going to cost because the English premium's nuts. But mm-hmm. he's like 22 years old, arguably top two, three pre- uh, holding midfield, uh, midfielders in the country and he's getting better and better every, every, um, every game. There's no way staying at West Ham. It's impossible.
2: Only 22 as well. Madness. And it was sorry, yeah. In 900 minutes of football in the Premier League, Declan Rice has only been dispossessed once. There you
0: go. D- doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and and you know what? Another thing with Declan Rice as well. He, I feel like he could, he could play in a team that plays in any way. Like I don't think he'd have a problem if he needed to be in a team where he needed to play possession football. At the same time, I don't think he'd struggle in a team like in a Klopp style. Pressing all action, mm. you know what I mean. I think he could play in a, a like a low block and counter. He could do. It. I just think he's capable of doing all of those roles as a holding midfielder. So yeah, it looks that's like, why. He's, yeah,
1: it's like he's got high football IQ, isn't he? Yeah, that's what he can do
0: comes from the fact he used to play centre back. I think that's where you learn. Yeah, your, that's where you learn oh, all he your does. stuff. Isn't it? That's where you learn all your your, yeah. your stuff. And um, yeah, man, very very impressed with him. Definitely one of my players of the season so far.
1: Definitely. What about you, yeah, Sam? For I, your... I thought
0: I was going to get away with that. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no.
2: You put me on the spot three times already today. <laughs> um, let me look at this. If I was going to add something I think, yeah, again... um, I actually would like someone a bit more creative cause I, that stays central. I like Smith-Rowe. I I do. But I think he needs. He does play. He drifts out a little bit, and there are times when we do miss that that little pocket. And Partey ends up there, and I just know he's going to shoot every time. <laughs> and I think I've had about four of the footballs laying in my garden. <laughs> so I'd like someone that could probably play with their back to goal. Although Lacazette's been playing in that ten role very well. So. Um, uh, Ruben Neves is prop- is probably the one, but he doesn't fit the bill in terms mm. of uh, the age that we're looking to to, to go for these days. Mm. Um, oh God, that's.
0: Do you not I think, think though? Do head. you not think? Do you not think that we like we can't keep buying twenty-one to twenty-three? Like we have to. We are going to have to start buying 26, 25, 26 year old players to add to but this team now. now. Because but
2: not now because we've got we've got. You've got Abameyang, you've got um Yapate, Jaka, um yeah, I say Lacazette in there. As hmm. they as they um slowly drift out, I think yes we will replace them. Who would that will be with? It'll probably be some of the young lads now. That's the thing, by the time that you know, um say like the lights of Abameyang, Lacazette go, some of these players will be 24, 25. do you know what I mean, twenty six even that mm. will have will have the experience. <coughs> I think that's the whole plan. I think that's what they've been trying to uh, trying to do. Um I mean boys, Saka hundredth game. That's mm. Hundredth Arsenal game.
1: That's because we've relied like, on them. Where's that come two years,
2: from? Two years <laughs> hundred game. Like it just doesn't it's just it's absolutely crazy. But mm. um uh, you know what i st- i would still like Madison yeah in in that team in that arsenal team uh, i still think he would um, he he would be good for us um mm. i just think that he's got um it, it's something about him is the quality i think um mm. that that's who that's for me who i'd probably um take at at, at this point i'd uh... have some homework i have some homework for you boys. Sorry, Aaron, just no this, just so you can prepare for next week. Homework. Because I want people to do this. Uh, yeah, home, no, I say homework because it's going to take you a while. So, I'm giving you this, This, this <laughs> giving you the week. Pick, for, so far, you, you, your, your Premier League, what you've seen so far, and 11, but you can't pick a player from the same team. Okay. It must be from 11 different teams.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Premier League 11, uh, one player a team, yeah?
2: Yeah, based on what you've seen so far. This,
1: this season, season alone, yeah?
2: This season alone, yeah. Based on.
1: Yeah. Gonna yeah take, I can do that. It's going to take me the whole week now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> Sorted. We'll be talking to you we'll on Friday, guys. I'm down to about two players. <laughs> I've got. I've
0: I've got a question for you guys. What do you think about um, the... What do you think about the uh, Newcastle uh, appointing Unai Emery? He's currently the front-runner for the job.
2: Brilliant manager for them.
0: Do you think it's the right appointment?
2: 100%.
0: It ticks a lot of boxes. It does tick a lot of boxes. (laughs)
2: He can spend money... And he will listen. Look at what we've just said about Nuno, right? He's going to be the thing is with Emre, He's going to be given money now to build the team he wants with the style of players he wants. Do you know? It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant point. And he he does actually has has the eye for a player that actually does suit his system, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, good. Yeah, good. It does tick boxes and. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good for them. How long That's do you reckon second.
1: the first Newcastle manager will get? Do you reckon he gets eighteen months or do you reckon two and a half years? The, 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 the,
0: this, the, it's got to be the, progress. Whatever this, it has to be
2: progress. And this you, you, mid-table is progress,
0: no? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I think this is why I think Unai Emery is such a good appointment because yeah. I think he takes you through a couple of them phases. He te- there's a potential for Unai Emery to be there for five years. He could be there for 18 months, but the he prote- has got the potential, because listen, this man's won Europa League four or five times. Like he's—he's yeah. he's managed PSG, um, all the big names. He's managed Arsenal. He's got Premier League experience. The potential there, if that—if he keeps them up. Um, You know, gets four or five of his own players. We might need a bit more more than that next season, you know. Six, seven, eight players over the next two windows. He keeps them in the league. Obviously, that's a big thing. But he knows the league and he also knows the European system. So if their plan is over, they want to be in Europe within three years, he's your man to do it as well. Because if you're going to get into the Europa League, say they're going to get into the Europa League in three years, if there's one man you want to go and win you the Europa League, it's him. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? So I think it's a smart appointment. Obviously, a lot is based on them staying in the league. But the more I thought about that appointment today, the more I thought that's that's genius. That's <laughs> that's outside the box. That that's um that's so that's a, such an intelligent appointment for the next three, four, five years, which a lot of teams want. Spurs yeah. can't find a manager for that time. He'd be perfect for Spurs, to be fair, but He'd never go Spurs because he's ex Arsenal, but he's a he's a it's a good appointment. He's gone away from Arsenal where people said he did terribly, and gone and won another Europa League. So he, he's a good manager there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So
1: yeah, ticks all the boxes, <clears throat> covers all the bases. Yeah, um, it's a, if they do get him, it's a it's a step in the right direction, definitely.
2: Yeah, he's a it he, he is it is a step in the right direction. Um, but you i wanna see how uh, Newcastle fans react to this now. Are they gonna cut I don't want them to become sort of really fickle but I know everyone's gonna demand, but just be like if they get him out and he finishes i don't know fourteenth, are they gonna get behind it again if he then the following season he they finish eleventh are they gonna be happy with that or are they gonna be demanding? sort of bigger bigger things too soon
1: I reckon you know, they'll be demanding could... a, a challenging top six to eight at least in the by Within next what season what time by the end of next Re- season really yeah yeah because you got have to you expect it, but, but you got to expect them to spend 100 million in, in Jan and then another close to 200 million in the you? summer what does
2: that get you Aaron I, I, listen I boys I have been playing them as they are <laughs> what manager, yeah and their squad is toast. It is. It, it is, is terrible. And it's like you can spend a hundred million and you're gonna buy two players of that. And you still you've still got twenty two other people in that squad that are terrible. So it's what go 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 through the Newcastle side right now. Keeper is bang average for me. If you're talking about top six and eight, he's bang average.
0: Is that? Debravski,
2: yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Centre halves: uh, Lascelles. What have they got? Lascelles, Kieran Clarke, Shaw, um, Shaw, yeah, um,
1: Fernandez,
2: and um, Fernandez. <clears throat> Left back: Jam- Jamal Lewis. Yeah. Who they got from? Where do you come from? Is it Norwich? Norwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loves a relegation. Um, <laughs> poor young lad. That just just saying just that, that that back line there like that's that is relegation to scrap back line. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they'll, they'll be getting they'll but, be getting
1: they, five, at least five players in Jan and pretty much seven five, eight nine like, five yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, definitely four four or five players definitely in Jan.
2: They said they said basically due to then their profits and stuff financial fair play. Apparently, they can spend about £170 million without batting an eyelid. Yeah. Basically, with financial fair play. <clears throat> um, but, who are the players you buy then? They gotta be, got be smart with and that. Who's gonna to want to go to Newcastle? Who's gonna to want to go to Newcastle? No, nah, but listen,
0: right listen, Pete, there'll be people that would take pay. Yeah. Listen, they've they've got a de- they've got Callum. Kind of, what they gotta do, what Newcastle need to do, right, is this first window, they need to get five decent Premier League players, whether it be mm-hmm. uh sign them or whether it be on loan. Yeah. And then what they need to do in the in the summer window is they need to look at that squad and they need to say, right, we've got eight players here who can who over the next two years can either fill in, or they can be a squad player. So so they can they, they, you know they can fill in when the players that they bring in ain't fit, or they can be a squad player. And all the rest of them they need to go like for like. When they sell, they need to buy. So they have got you know like I mean less less sells isn't isn't a great defender, but it, you don't immediately need to get rid of him. From your back line, Jamal Lewis is a decent backup left back. Um, and then you look, they've got Willock, he's all right, they got Almiron's all right, they got uh, uh, Wilson, Sam Maximum. Uh, Sam Maximum. They, so they, they've got they, they, all they need to do is bolster that that little group that, like there with some decent Premier League players to get them through this season, and then after next season, they just need to whip the checkbook out and start buying players that Emery yeah. wants and you know there are going to be there are going to be average players on 150 200 grand but that's just what they got to do if they want to get top 6 in 2 3 seasons that is simply what they're going to have to do they're going to have to have average players on crazy money <laughs> that's just what they're going to have to do but but the, the, the most important thing for these lot is this window getting five solid premier league players into this team to keep them in the league mhm <laughs> Sam, wow. Sam, Sam's like, have you played Football Manager, brother? I've got two hundred million, million. I can't tell you, mate. It's <laughs> this, it's, it's it, it, it sounds amazing on paper. It's like, oh, you start with two hundred million, but it is so much cack.
2: It's yeah. terrible. It's, yeah. it's. You know what? It's frightening that a squad has been allowed to get like that in the first place. And when I looked at it, I was just like. Wow, when you actually lift up the the the, the bonnet of this t- truck of a team, it's <laughs> honestly it is garbage. Um, it, it, I still can't believe we got twenty five minutes for Joe Willock, but then it shows you what they really, what they actually needed. Uh, and at the time, they're crying out, crying out for some sort of young younger talent. Like if you think about, like was it the two Longstaff brothers? Yeah, mm. I mean. Don't hear or see too much about that about them right now. Like it's, yeah, it, it's a big project. Good good luck to Emre, um if he, if he does sort of step in then, Um Yeah, they better back him fast. Um, and so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what sort of players they do do get in there. Fabian Delph, someone like that probably end up at Newcastle. Jesus, I'll be there for a bit of dough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but boys, um, get your teams together. Um, anyone listening to this um, if you want to get involved please do share your your 11s on, on, on Twitter and Instagram as well um, but uh, was there were, Mo did you find any questions in the end or did your uh, abyss no nah, that,
0: uh, that you nah that was uh, that Uma, Una Emery one was uh, was one but yeah I couldn't find the other one? the other questions yeah I think it was about Tottenham no. but we've already spoke in depth about Tottenham in the yes. uh Yeah, and what's going on there? So, (laughs) 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 um,
2: now, boys, another another uh, pleasant uh, playing out of the back episode. I'm watching uh, Everton get taken to school. As I said, uh, Rafa could be on the the hot seat soon, I reckon. But, uh, boys, pleasure as always. Catch you on the next side. Oh, and by the way, it is the big fifty. The big five. I hope you have your. I hope you have your suits on when you're recording the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right, later on, boys.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Okay, round two. Name something
1: that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
2: Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.